Welcome back to Watered Wednesdays. Catherine here. Allie here. And we also have some exciting guests with us today. Yes, we do. Miss Nicole Christensen. And Diana Decker. It's like bring your bring your friend to podcast day today. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're here to talk about the Enneagram. And in case you're wondering um, how that relates to our podcast at large and growing spiritually, um, Allie and I are really into personality profiles. Mm -hmm. um, we think yeah. it's really helpful for personal growth. And we do think it's very um, relatable to spiritual growth as well, which we will get into later in the episode as well. So mm -hmm. um, we're excited to talk about it today. We brought in Diana and Nicole because um, they're really into the Enneagram as well. Yeah. And we're excited to hear what they have to say. Yeah, exactly. And um, so like we do with most of our guests or all of our guests that we have, um, we're going to ask why they identify with Christianity um, just to kind of set evil evil oh my gosh <laughs> even footing <laughs> evil's at bay guys no worries um so who wants to go first if we did not discuss this who would go first <coughs> yep you can go first you just cleared your throat that was a sign yeah nicole oh man. um so this is awkward. <laughs> <laughs> I've never done this before. All right. Um, I guess I, I was having a hard time kind of um, just articulating this or putting it into, um, you know, a neat bow. Bow, yeah, t like tie a bow on it um, for a podcast. But I guess, um, you know, I did the first 25 years of my life um, without Christ and without faith, and um, it was just really difficult and not to say that life with Christ isn't difficult but I guess it's um the confusing part and just not you know understanding or knowing and just kind of um you know going at life it's I guess when I think about it I feel like it's kind of like being lost at sea um so there's that feeling too of just being lost and yeah. um you know it was church was a last ditch effort of just, you know, okay, I've tried all these other things and nothing's working and um, I'm just super unhappy. So, well, I guess I'll give this a try. Um, and I did, and I just never really looked back. Uh, life just makes a lot more sense. And um, so, yeah, that's cool. That's why I'm here. Yeah. That's, why that's I'm awesome. Yeah, that's doing awesome. The Jesus and thing. we relate to that being a hard question too. Yeah. yeah. So we understand it's hard, but Thanks for sharing, and I think it's cool for people to understand a little more about why you um, identify with Christianity. Mm -hmm. So thanks. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty hard for me, too, because um, I feel like I could honestly talk for hours about that, why mm -hmm. I identify with Christianity or why I choose to believe. Um, but my story is pretty much um, I grew up in the church, and I've been fortunate to always have my mom, who's a believer, encouraging me throughout everything. Um, but I feel like throughout my whole life I've done my fair share of questioning and pretty much any time I do, God really steps up to bat, trying to um, reassure me or prove himself. And mm. I feel like from my research or any time I've really looked into it, I've pretty much come to the fact that unlike other religious texts, the Bible is basically a factual account of events, places, people, and the things they've said. And any time historians or archaeologists um, have looked into it or related what they've found back to the Bible, they've always been able to 
authenticate or validate anything that's in there. Yeah. And mm. even though they haven't proven anything in the Bible or they haven't proven absolutely everything, they've never been able to disprove anything. And mm. I think that that says a lot. And just watching documentaries about people who are really strongly atheist and they set out to kind of disprove, yeah. a lot of them kind of end up coming to Christ. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because God really does want us to question things. He wants us to challenge and explore because it only um, kind of reaffirms our faith. And uh, besides all of that, why I choose to believe, I've kind of just seen the way that God can transform people and their lives and their hearts. Mm. And I'm just a firm believer that, um, yeah, only God can really do that kind of stuff in people. Yeah. So, so yeah. So that's why I'm a Christian. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Yeah, mm-hmm. thanks for sharing. <laughs> I love that. Um, and I don't know, listeners, you might have noticed, but normally we start off our episodes with hot seat questions. Um, but this time we did it a little bit out of order because we have um, an activity that we're going to put in <laughs> place of hot seat questions. And we're really pumped about this. Yeah. Um, so basically... Um, we're calling it warm seat because... It's warm. <laughs> our because guests, we prepared. Yeah, our guests already know what the question is. Um, so in the spirit of the Enneagram, we didn't want to go through each number and read a long description. We thought it would be more fun, um, for each of us to think of a fictional character that embodies the number. Um, there are nine types, if you don't know. I don't, yeah, we don't know how comfortable our listeners are with the Enneagram, but, um, so we're hoping that this kind of gives you an overview. Um, and then it also is our own, um, personality for each of us bringing a name to the table to kind of talk about why we, th- and not why we think, but like what we've come up with. Um, yeah, so this exercise, hopefully, if you aren't familiar with the Enneagram, this will help you to get a better understanding of what each number, yeah. um, l- what type they are. And then later on, we'll, like I said, get more into why we think this is important and all of that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Cool. So I'm gonna, we're going to start at the top with the one. I'm going to read uh, just a few adjectives. Um, and then we're going to go in a circle. So Catherine, we'll put you first, and then we'll go around for who the fictional character is. If you want to ex- so explain like a word or two, you totally can. But um, So number one, um, oh yeah, and all everything that I'm reading here is from the Enneagram Institute, which is a really good resource. If you have questions, want to read more, it, it has all the things. Um, so number one, they title The Reformer, uh, and that is the idealistic type, rational, principled, purposeful, self-controlled, perfectionistic. Okay, so my character, I have two. Chloe and Aubrey from Pitch Perfect. Oh. The two blondes mm-hmm. that are like. That's <laughs> so funny. They're very perfect. They're perfectionists. Yeah. And yeah, those are mine. Mine is, and I have a ton of characters from The Office, but mine is Angela from The Office. Ooh. Nice. Yeah. Yep. Mine is Hermione from Harry Potter. Oh, yes. Fine. <laughs> She's the one. <laughs> um, and mine is Mary Poppins. Oh. It's creative. Yeah, isn't that fun? Yeah. Because she's very... I don't think we have any discrepancies. I agree with all of these. Yeah. All right. Uh, So number two is the helper, caring, interpersonal type, uh, demonstrative, generous, purpose... Oh, no. People-pleasing and possessive. I put Jess from New Girl. Do you guys watch New Girl? yeah. Yeah. I don't. You have to... Yeah. She's, yeah. like, all about helping people, and she's obsessed with her friends. Yeah. I've seen her in memes for two, so yeah. I believe you. <laughs> um, this one was hard for me, but I randomly thought of Steve from Blue's Clues. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like, Blue will, like, need something, and, like, he can't speak, so then Steve has to spend the entire episode, like, looking at clues to try and figure yeah. out what Blue needs. Whoa. Oh, yeah. So I was like, yeah, I'm like, okay, that's for sure, too. Yeah. 
Uh, I like it. Oh, that is so good. Um, I went with Dory from Finding Nemo. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. She's like helping. Well, I don't know. She's a little lost too. So yeah. I'm like I would say she's a seven. Maybe, a I, I seven know. was my other thought for her. Um, but she's just so pumped about yeah helping yeah. and helping. Uh, I can't think of his name. Marlin. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Look at you. Marlin, find Nemo, mm-hmm. and yeah. So jumps in for the ride. Love mm-hmm. that. Um, my two is Molly Weasley, so the mom. Mm. And yeah. Mm-hmm. She's I just thought about her too. Yeah, she's the most tutu I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so number three is the achiever, success-oriented, pragmatic type, adapt- adaptive, excelling, driven, and image conscious. Okay. I put Jay Gatsby from The Great mm. Gatsby. So did I. You did? <laughs> no joke, yeah. Dude, Girl. that's so cool. That's a good um, one. Yeah, well, because he's like, you don't really know who he actually mm-hmm. is. Right. And he's always trying to put on this persona for Daisy and mm-hmm. be someone he's not. That's so funny. Did you imagine Leonardo DiCaprio, too, when you were? Mm-hmm. Of course, of course. <laughs> um, I have Andy Bernard from The Office. He's just oh. constantly, like, bragging about, like, the school he went to, um, just the different groups. I don't, just, like, his different accomplishments. He's always kind of bragging and trying to seem more important than he really is. <laughs> nice. Okay, I swear I didn't only do cartoon characters. <laughs> no, Hermione's <laughs> This real. one is Maui from uh, yeah. Moana. Yeah, mm. you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Look at all the things I did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can see yeah. that for yeah. sure. I was having a hard time coming up with a three. but maybe Because really? I've never seen that, the movie that you were just talking about. Yeah. So it was like... I actually used Google to help me on some of these, and yeah. even all the things I was seeing on Google, I was like, I don't know that person, I don't know that person, <laughs> I don't know that person. <laughs> is this so a hard activity? <coughs> yeah. Yep. That's funny. Okay, oh. so uh, type four is the individualist, sensitive, withdrawn type, expressive, dramatic, self-absorbed, and temperamental. And Ooh. I do want to point out, sorry, that um, the Enneagram Institute, I was talking about this earlier, but all of these adjectives are kind of like the more negative side of the word, so just so you know. that I'm <laughs> It's not my woods. Yeah. Um, okay, so for a four, I put Ariel from The Little Mermaid mm. because she's always, like, romanticizing, like, what is out there. And she's so she's unhappy being under the sea. She just wants to be on land. And mm. she's like, I bet you on land they don't do that. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. I see yeah. that for sure. Mm-hmm. I actually couldn't think of a single four. I thought that was so hard. So I have yeah. to pass. You know what's wow. funny is she's a four, I know. and I couldn't come up with a three, <laughs> and she's a three. That's really funny. Yeah. It's you easy guys to come up when it's your own number, because yeah. you're like, mm, relatable. Mine was yeah. hard, but thank heavens for Gatsby. Yeah. So would you? And now I like four? relate you. Three, I think you, and then I'm trying to find a character that... <laughs> yeah, no, that's... I can't... Yeah. What? Only Allie. Um, <clears throat> this is a little dramatic. Edward Scissorhands. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> that's literally perfect, though. <laughs> I, I never saw that it, was like but sure. The most four. Yeah. Emotionally. Like yeah. a four-wing five. <coughs> like probably. a really unhealthy four. Yeah. yeah. Super unhealthy four. Um, yeah, so <laughs> for my four, I also picked a Johnny Depp character, yeah. but I picked Captain Jack Sparrow. Ooh, Ooh I put mm. him as a seven. That's who I have as I a seven. I was wondering about, yeah, because he's kind of a seven, but I thought dramatic, self-absorbed. <laughs> I was like, mm, yeah. Yeah. It's funny. Word. Um, so five is the investigator, intense, cerebral type, isolated, perceptive, innovative, and secretive. All right, Sheldon from Big Bang Theory. Solid. Um, I don't think fives, all fives are nerds, but I'm, like, fascinated by fives' minds. I think they're so brilliant. Yeah, I agree. Um, 
This is a throwback, and I doubt a lot of younger listeners will know who this is, but Dexter from that cartoon, Dexter's Lab. Nice. Oh. <laughs> yeah. A DD. Yeah. <laughs> Get out to my laboratory. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's How so he has, like, a secret laboratory that, like, no one knows about, and yeah. it's just, like, so mysterious. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. It's good. I went with uh, Mr. Darcy from Pride and Prejudice. Mm. If anyone is familiar with him. Nice. nice. Yeah. I'm not super familiar, but <laughs> I believe you. Um, for five, I put House. Um, from the show house and that was thanks to Google because I was like mm, I don't know mm. um, so six is the loyalist committed security security oriented type engaging responsible anxious suspicious um, I put Marlon from Finding Nemo Ooh, nice. nice yep he's afraid of everything mm -hmm. just worried and mm -hmm. cautious I have Chucky from the Rugrats so do I really <laughs> yeah oh my gosh I love yeah. this I don't even have to share you guys mm -hmm. just got my numbers yeah that's a good one. I have uh, Ron Weasley from Harry Potter. Ooh. Mm -hmm. I could I, see it. Nice. I've read online that he's a three. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. But I also thought Hermione was a three, so I don't know. I just like Everyone's a three. Everyone's a three. That's my... Mm-hmm. Um, seven is the enthusiast. Busy, fun-loving type. Spontaneous, versatile, distractible, scattered. Um, Tigger was mine. That is the embodiment of seven. Because like he's like very bouncy and flouncy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Fun, 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 fun. Um... <laughs> As a seven, I came up with two. <laughs> Get it. Because <laughs> I was in between which ones I like more. But Phoebe from Friends and mm -hmm. Michael oh, yeah. Scott from The Office. Mm -hmm. okay. mm -hmm. Agreed. So good. Yeah. I have uh, Jack Sparrow. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. He's a good one. Um, I put Fred and George Weasley because I don't really. <laughs> I you love Harry yeah. Potter. <laughs> that's the one I couldn't think of was yeah. a seven, funny enough, mm -hmm. funnily enough. Um, but I can't really tell them apart because, like I told Catherine, they, she, J.K. Rowling doesn't really write them like with separate personalities, yeah. so they're just kind of like the same. Anyway, um, eight is the challenger, the powerful, domineering type, self-confident, decisive, willful, confrontational. Um, I put Cece from New Girl. You have to watch the show to know, but <laughs> yeah. she's very like driven and yeah. looks out for her friends. Mm -hmm. um, I have Helga from Hey Arnold. Good one. Yeah. I have Wolverine from X-Men. Oh. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have Iron Man. Oh. Yeah. Tony Stark. Because I feel like he sets out originally with his um, weapons to, like, defend. Because he, like, saw a problem and then tried to mm. fix it. So It's a very aid thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, sticking up for the underdog. Yep. Mm -hmm. Even though that whole plan backfired. Anyway, uh, nine is the Peacemaker, our last one here. The easygoing self Effacing, receptive, reassuring, agreeable, comfortable, mm -hmm. complacent. That's that word. Sorry. Mm. Um, Jim Halpert from The Office. Oh my mine. gosh, I have that one Yours too. Yours too. Yeah. Oh, I love, you love The Office. I, do. I love it. I do. <laughs> I have Joey from Friends. Which, Joey. Yeah, I was like, eh, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Mm. I was having a hard time I can coming see up it. with some of these. That's good. So. Yeah. It's good. Um, I have Mr. Rogers from the show oh, Mr. Rogers. Yeah. Because yeah. he like just wants you to like come Go in and be well. comfortable, you know. Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah. Cool. cool. <laughs> well, we got through that, guys. <laughs> Hopefully, that helps paint a little bit of a picture if you're not familiar with the Enneagram. Yeah. Um, what the different types, kind of the stereotypes. You know, I don't like stereotyping, but I think this is probably the easiest way to kind of break down the different numbers. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, 
we're going to um, move on to like our main discussion. And like we said, we really want to hone in here on why we think that personality profiling and specifically the Enneagram can be helpful for growth as humans. Mm -hmm. um, so let's kind of dive in. We have a couple questions here. Um, how did how did you guys all first learn about the Enneagram? Well, I know I found out when you told me that you took a test. Uh -huh. And so you sent me a test to take. So that's how I found out about it. Yeah. Well, mine's a spin off of Allie. She, she <laughs> learned about it and told me about it. And yeah. I took it, a test and dove in. And Allie told me about it. <laughs> okay. So Allie's like the <laughs> what have I done? Uh, guru here. That's yeah. like um, the reason we're all here. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. No, I think it's interesting. Like, um, And I've had a lot of friends, like as I've been sharing about the Enneagram, like they're like, oh, I want to know what I am too. So yeah. I think it's it's kind of a popular thing right now. Yeah. Um, so what number are you guys? I am a three, wing two, which we're not going to get into wings today, but that's a whole thing. But I'm a three. Okay. I'm a four. I'm a seven. And I think I'm a one. <laughs> Inconclusive. Yeah. <laughs> She's so profession perf perfectionistic that she can't, can't even land that. Can't stick to a number. She's like, this has to be perfect. Yeah. I have to get this right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, I think we all found that out by taking a test, right? You took a test online, and that's how you came up with your number? Mm, yeah. Not mm -hmm. my story. Not that one. No. I So I learned about the Enneagram at a retreat, a church retreat, actually. Um, and the girls there were like, I think you might be a six, which they tell you not to like give people their number. That's why. Um, so I went through life. I went through a couple of months thinking I was a six and then I thought I was a nine. And then I finally landed on three, which I never really liked threes. I thought that it was gross and those people are the <laughs> worst. And then the Lord humbled my heart and I realized <laughs> that I was a three. <laughs> it was a journey. So you know, it's interesting. They do say that when you are reading your number, you're really disgusted yeah. by what you're reading. Yeah. Like, that's your initial reaction. I don't know if that's true for everyone. I didn't feel that, but I, I know either. that that happens to a lot of people. Really? Yeah. 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 When I first read about the six, I just started crying. So <laughs> I, oh. but that was like at the retreat. So I may have just been like spiritually. I'm sure if I read the three thing, I would have been like, ew. But then I would have been like, oh, that would have been me. angry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I would have been like mad at it. So No, it's true. Because I remember when I was reading the four, I was like, this is the worst number. I don't want to be that. Yeah. That's so. what I thought But I think teams. kind of, um, and I correct me if I'm wrong, but I think with the Enneagram, they do kind of put a more, not negative spin on things, but they're kind of more trying to, I don't know. It's well, like I think it's Diana like helped me. <laughs> I think it's like your blind spots being exposed. It's natural yeah. to feel kind of like, oh man, I do do that. Like yeah. I am like that. Because yeah, when I look at the really unhealthy aspects of a seven, I am like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I hate myself. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's natural. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so why do you guys think it's important to know our number? Yeah, and I think going with what Diana said, it's good to know what your blind spots are if you want to grow, if yeah. you want to get better. Um, for Christians, it's if you want to be more like Jesus, you need to know what your natural personality bends towards so that you can, like, die to that or fight it or, mm -hmm. you know, what you need to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I and I think sometimes it's it's nice to be able to separate yourself from your personality a little bit yeah like I keep doing this thing and when you kind of put it in perspective or like a box I think that it helps to just be like okay well this is just this thing and it's just this part of me and I don't have to react this way or yeah I guess that it's just helped me to just be more self-aware mm -hmm. mm -hmm. move towards something healthier um, and when 
you see yourself on that scale, it's like, okay, I can be up here or I can come down here. And when I'm down here, now I know that that's just unhealthy me. Yeah. And, you know, I can climb back up the ladder and mm-hmm. get back to healthy. Yeah, I think you bring up a good point because um, something that's kind of cool about the Enneagram is once you find out your number, they have a scale of, like, what your number, what you're going to be um, – what's going to be coming out in your personality if you're unhealthy versus if you're healthy in your number. And there's a scale that will kind of show you. So it's like good for checkpoints, like you said, to be able to identify like, oh, maybe I'm not in a good space right now Mm -hmm. because these are the types of things I'm exhibiting in my Mm -hmm. life. Um, So yeah, I agree. It's good for that too. I also think um, that the more, like for example, the four of us sitting at this table, um, it's given us a language to and it, it's a tool to to one yeah self-identify like we're saying but also it's nice for community to be able to say um you know i see like even um i see you doing this or you know maybe this is just your personality doing that or you know what i mean like it gives you a language to talk about with other people too mm-hmm. yeah common language because you can both use the same word because how often like i know sometimes i recognize something in myself but I'm not able to put words to it, yeah. right? So then it's kind of hard to work on it if I can't even really identify and speak that language to myself about what's going on. Mm-hmm. So when you're reading it in the description and there's that language there, you're like, oh. Yeah, th- you that's know, that thing that I do. Yeah, yeah. that makes yeah. sense. This resonates with me, and now I can begin the work to move past this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and I think, too, it helps to uh, – well, for me, anyways, it's helped me to have um, – like understand people around me better, you know, Allie, my husband, my son, where, you know, you start to understand what their drivers are and why they're doing the things that they do. And it Mm -hmm. just helps to have some grace and empathy um, in some areas where maybe I wouldn't have before. And it's because you don't understand it. But when you understand something, it helps to be more empathetic and loving at times. Completely agree. Because I I think that, sometimes we just think everyone else thinks the way we right. do. Oh, yeah. yeah. And when you're able to really pick apart the Enneagram, it show it breaks it down to, like, each number has their own unique, um, is it basic fear? Yeah, mm-hmm. like a basic desire, basic fear. Yep. And it just kind of explains their motivations, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they're all different. Yeah. And so the way I approach a problem might be different from the way Diana does because we have different fears and different motivations at the heart of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so sometimes like we might be coming at something from completely different mm-hmm. angles and we're like, what? Why is yeah, she doing Because we have completely different lenses for the way we see the world. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. and I didn't even know that there were so many different lenses. I thought everyone just looked at the world like, oh, I just want to be happy. Right. And I just want to have fun. <laughs> and then finding out that that's not how everyone felt, I was like, well, what do you care about then? Yeah. Like, what else is important? Yeah, what else matters? That's yeah, because yeah. that's the seven's yeah. basic yeah. Mm-hmm. fear and motivation is not being happy. Yeah, mm-hmm. being in pain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Whereas um, for the four, for me, it's um, having a purpose and an identity and so yeah that's like always my motivation so it's funny it's like so weird because i hardly ever think about mm-hmm. that you know yeah 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 do you guys know the basic fear and motivation for yeah. three and a one um i'm trying to remember one is to are. be good mm-hmm. that's their motivation mm. yeah, or in the or their fear is to that they're not good or um that they're evil yeah 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 mm. three is that they're success they're 
right basic now. desires to be seen as valuable by mm-hmm. others. Thank you. Yes. Their basic fears that they'll be seen as worthless. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. That's good stuff. Um, I wrote down a verse and I want to read it um, just to kind of like bring this back to yeah. um, Christianity and like how we see this as being a spiritual tool as well. Yeah. Um, I wrote down Psalm 139, 23 through 24, and it says, um, Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Mm-hmm. Um, I just really liked that because it's like showing like as believers, we have a heart of asking God to show and reveal to us our flaws or like the cracks in our character. Um, and I believe that like God wants to answer that, right? Like yeah. he wants us to be our best self and he wants us to be like whole and complete and part of how he accomplishes that is by showing us the things that like we still need to work on or like surrender to him um and i totally believe that god uses science and research to speak to us Mm -hmm. like he can um work through someone to create this great um you know discovery Mm -hmm. such as the enneagram and use that to like open people's eyes to like what's going on in their life Mm -hmm. for sure so whoa that's good. I'm just thinking about how old the Enneagram is, like just for a reference point of like where it came from. It's super old and for a while it was only um, like an oratory, like spoken thing. Um, and yeah, I just always thought that was really interesting just to like piggyback on what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we've kind of touched on this a little bit, but how do you guys um, use the Enneagram to benefit your relationships? I think, Nicole, you were kind of touching yeah. a little bit on it. And that's, yeah, that's pretty much what it is for me is mm-hmm. just, you know, the, the, you know, having empathy and compassion, compassion, some grace where maybe, you know, other times wouldn't if I didn't understand. To think know, about it that way. Right. Mm-hmm. Understand mm-hmm. why you're acting the way you're acting or why you're going at something a certain way. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. What about you, Diana? Yeah, I agree. I just feel like it helps me make sense of people's behavior and like what their end goal is and also just what I can do to make people feel kind of just at peace and happy. Mm -hmm. You know, like I have a manager who's a three and so I understand that like I really need to kind of build him up and make him like make sure that he knows that I appreciate his efforts and that he's doing a good job because for threes that's so important or like you know my mom's a peacemaker so I just know that I need to um not be like as combative with her just because for her that's like you know her biggest fear is conflict Hmm. so just kind of knowing like where the weak spots are in people and kind of just like tiptoeing around those because before like if you have no idea about them you can really push some buttons if you're just yeah kind of coming out not, not, yeah, mm-hmm. not aware of it yeah yeah I think that's great mm-hmm. um I would say all those things too and I also think that um what's cool about the Enneagram is um online some of the resources you can see how your number relates to another number yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't always find that super helpful because sometimes you read it and you're like whoa that <laughs> yeah. sounds like a scary combination yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like, I'm pretty sure if my husband's an eight, if you read <laughs> the combination of a four and an eight, it's, like, very bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I don't always use that, but um, I think it can be helpful. 
Um, or like you guys were saying, like just like learning about like what's going to help someone else feel loved and then being really intentional about that. I even know for Allie and I, like sometimes like we'll send each other like here's how you can work well with a three or like make yeah. a feel a three feel loved mm -hmm. or vice versa. And it's just like a little it's good for us to be mindful, even like working closely together, too, for like this podcast and stuff. Right. Yeah. Good for relationships, for sure. Mm -hmm. um, and I just for me, I like the awareness of telling people about it like because I think it is a good tool and to be mindful of I mean you can see that in the fact that the four of uh, the three of you know about it because I just think it's a good tool and I think um I think the enemy is really good at um hiding our sin from us um so that we're not seeing it and we're not um we're like avoiding it so um I think it's good to recognize um yeah like the negative stuff the blind spots and then work forward and work towards becoming more like Jesus um, mm -hmm. so at the end of the day I think that's what's most important uh, Romans eight twenty nine. it says for those God foreknew he also predestined to be conformed in the image of his son and I think for Christians that's that's what we want right we want to be Jesus we want to show up we want to be compassionate like Jesus um, and so yeah I think that's one reason why it's good and a, a good reason to use it I think not really how or why but you know, in that way. Yeah, that's a good point. Cause it's, um, isn't there something where like it's really hard to type someone who's really healthy and really mature in life? Yeah, yeah. I feel like if you're kind of more self-aware, you've done a little bit more self-work and personal growth. Um, you're gonna be kind of correcting yourself for your behavior. So, mm -hmm. if you're more self-aware, self-actualized, it's gonna be hard because you won't be exhibiting those like stereotypical behaviors that are yeah. usually helpful when it comes to mm -hmm. typing people. Well, yeah, because like if you think about it, if our end goal is to be more like Christ mm -hmm. and like Jesus was God and he probably embodied a lot of these qualities, like the good ones, mm -hmm. because we are made in God's image. But like he didn't have all the negative ones though. Yeah. And so it is gonna be harder, like the more like healthy and mature someone is in their mm -hmm. life, like it is going to be a little bit harder because they're going to embody more of all of the numbers. Yeah. Right. From my understanding of yeah. the Enneagram, but yeah, yeah, it's kind of cool. Um, do you guys think that there is any way to use the Enneagram wrong or like some dangers with using the Enneagram or personality profiles in general? Yeah. So yeah, I was, sure. yeah, I think yeah, the short answer is yes. <laughs> um, I was listening to a radio show um, that my aunt in-law had sent me and it was basically if you're the type of person that um, is going to use this um, and it's going to be the only thing you think about maybe stay away from it um, and I think I saw some of those tendencies in myself talking about it too much or thinking about it too much where I've almost put that in the place of the gospel where I would rather think about people's Enneagram or like what motivates them so if you're the type of person that obsesses um, then it might not be the right tool for you. Yeah, mm -hmm. I agree with that. Yeah, or if you're using it like as an excuse and just kind of yeah, yeah, just keep exhibiting the same behaviors and mm -hmm. like I'm just a seven. Yeah. That's yeah. why I do that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Too bad. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. And I um, so I'm, I follow a few different Enneagram, you know, Facebook pages or whatever, and there was a woman on there who had asked about basically she was trying to she was a manager you know hiring a new employee oh, yeah. and was like 
oh, well, I think that this number would be really bad for this position. <sighs> How do you guys? So she was trying to type people oh. in these meetings. Like interviewing in, people. In, in interviews Yikes. and was not going to hire certain numbers. So that was a gross misuse. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> super weird. I yeah. yeah, that's probably not. Yeah. Not the best. Not correct. And people, yeah. people, you know, all on the. But they jumped on that. They, they jumped on that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, no, you didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I think it's unhealthy. Yeah. I think that's one way. But then also, I think in friendships, if you're um, just like, oh, you're being such a seven right now. I don't know why that's my go to <laughs> number. But like, yeah. um, but to use it like aggressively at people, mm-hmm. you know, I think that's not a good way to use it either. Yeah. Or yeah. to be like, oh, I don't really like eights. So yeah, we can't be friends. Yeah. yeah. That's not good. I don't like that either. Because yeah. um, there's beauty in every number. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like everyone's. Yeah. And, like, we're all connected. Like, we all exhibit all the behaviors of the different numbers, and that's the beauty yeah. of the Enneagram is that it's, like, but we just have one core um, type. Like, mm-hmm. but we're all connected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Through yeah. the wings, through stress and growth. Or yeah. Oh, yeah. That's something maybe we should, real quick, for those of you who don't know Enneagram, um, we mentioned earlier you can wing, so you always wing to a number that um, is, next, is to next to your number. So, like, you can wing to, if you're a three, you can wing to a four or a two. Mm-hmm. And so you'll exhibit some of those characteristics. But then also, um, when you're in stress, it gives you a number that you move to in stress. Because um, their whole philosophy is that personalities are fluid. Like, you're not always the same right. in every situation. So they give you a number that you move to in stress and then a number you move to during growth. Mm-hmm. So to Diana's point in that sense with the wings and the fluidity of like where you move to we are really all connected it's just your primary number will show Mm -hmm. more yeah and I think that's another way you can use it wrong is if like for me I read the road back to you by um Ian Cron and oh my gosh Stabile what's her first name I don't remember (laughs) um Elizabeth no I was like is it Diana no no Mary I don't Eh. know we'll reference it on our notes Mrs. Stabile um and if you only read your own number, I think that's the point I was getting to. I think that's not a good way to use it either is if you're just like, well, I'm a three and I'm only going to read about threes and I'm not going to learn about any other number. I think there's value in knowing all the other numbers so you can use it in your relationships so you can um, know where you go in breath and in, in breath. <laughs> <laughs> that's stress and growth together. <laughs> go ahead and copyright that. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Um, uh, something I wrote down too was like, it's not the Bible. So like, yeah. You know, you can't use it as like the end all be all. Um, I just think it's a good additional resource. And um, I wrote down a verse. Um, it's First John 4, 1. And it's sort of explaining how like we should always be comparing um, the things we're like researching or reading about in the world to the word. Um, and if it's conflicting in any way, yeah. then like maybe that's not something we should be like really living by. But if it's just supplementing what the Bible's saying and, like, adding, like, additional help, um, then it can be really useful. And so I'm going to read the scripture real quick. At 1 John 4, 1, it says, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. Um, so, yeah, basically just, like, urging us to just test everything you hear. Like, yeah. make sure it aligns with what you know is true of you in God's eyes. Um and then don't live by it if it's not what God says is true about you um, because you don't want to, like, confuse yourself or get on the wrong path because you're following something that's, like, not what God wants for you. Yeah. 
It's good. You guys have any um, creative ideas for how you like to like research the Enneagram or use it in your life daily? Diana, you have so many great <laughs> resources. Mean, in terms of creative ideas, um, I don't know. Honestly, I just really like to read up on it just so I honestly can understand people in my life to like just make my life more full, more meaning behind it. Um, yeah. I don't know. I just feel like for me, it's also kind of helped to make a lot of sense um, in the way that people in my life view Christ like how Catherine, I feel like when we've had small groups together, like I can really tell how you focus in on like what's God's identity for you or like yeah. what's mm. God's purpose. Whereas for me, I will focus more on like the joy I can get from the spirit and like just being able to trust that God will take care of my needs. Mm -hmm. So I think it's kind of cool to be able to see like, so here's their basic motivation, their basic fear and desire. Like how does this play into their relationship with God? Yeah. Mm. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if that's like technically a creative idea, but that's, that's just something I really love. No, I love that. You know? It's a way you're using it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, just to see the world around you. Yeah. I think that's great. So I follow uh, your Enneagram coach on Instagram and she does a lot of that too. Mm -hmm. Like applying to each number, um, the gospel message that they need to hear. Um, and I always really appreciate that. I think yeah. there, there are a lot on, on Instagram that I follow um, like Enneagram and coffee. And then, um, yeah, there's a few meme ones, which I just think are fun. And, um, mm -hmm. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I like those. I really like just my Enneatype. Is that oh, what it's called? One, yeah. mm -hmm. We send each other those all yeah. the time <laughs> because, um, they have really cool ones. So first of all, they have a color for each type. Mm -hmm. So they associate a color that kind of reflects your personality, which I think is cool. Um, but then they also <laughs> give you, but then they give you like, I don't know, I'm blanking right now, but they give you like warning signs for each oh number. Yeah. So things you should be looking out for, like fours, if you're starting to get really self-absorbed or like whatever, yeah. like maybe you need to like <laughs> reevaluate some things. Um, yeah, I'm trying like, to think. It's like tangible things that you can apply to your life. Yeah, they have self-care really cool. manuals yeah, for each yeah. number. So like mm -hmm. how, what can you do for your specific number to like, take care of yourself and mm -hmm. it's unique to mm -hmm. like for eights they say you should be like going on crazy cardio workouts and stuff but like for fours you should take a bath you know yeah. <laughs> yes. different things um that's so that's pretty good and we will reference a lot of these um yeah, resources that we really like on our notes on our website mm -hmm. wateredwednesdays.com um, so if you guys want to check that out, we'll put links to tests as well that you can take online. Yeah, we just found a new one today. Pretty excited about that. Yeah, Diana found this <laughs> one on, was it Reddit? Reddit, Reddit yeah. And Scrolling. It, <laughs> Scrolling. It literally is spot on. Because mm -hmm. um, it gives you like a little score for each, uh, each of the numbers. Mm -hmm. And the questions, I think there's only, you said 28. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then I think there's like three options for each, yep. I think. So... I feel like that one's pretty good because yeah. it'll give you a core type and then based on the distribution of your scores, what your wing probably is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we've been testing it with like all of our friends and it's mm -hmm. spot on. Mm. It's spot on. It's awesome. pretty cool. So I'm excited about it. Yeah, we'll link too. that one. Yeah. You guys have to take it afterwards. Yeah. Um, oh. Yeah. So yeah. I, I think. Uh, well, I have a, a scripture I want to read. Yeah. Um, and maybe just in closing, something to think about. Uh, Colossians 3. 12 through 14, therefore, 
as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe, your, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. Forgive as God forgave you. And over all of these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. So I think when we think about being more like Jesus, we're putting on compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience, um, and then love is what holds it all together. So um, I don't know. I felt like that was just kind of overarching mm -hmm. over, you know, it, when you're growing and you're trying to be more like these things, love, love is really um, the blanket over all of it, mm -hmm. I think. Love is all you need. <laughs> the Beatles. Yeah. Love yeah. that. No, I, I do love that too. Cause like, yeah, we don't want the the message of all this to be that like you you're have the worst. Yeah, <laughs> that you're be better. Yeah, that you know you have all these flaws and like issues and things you need to work on. Um, because sometimes we do overcomplicate the goal, which really is to like love God and love each other. Yeah. Um, and love ourselves too. Like you can't, we don't want anyone to be self-loathing yeah. um, because you're not where you want to be. Mm -hmm. But I think it's just good to be honest and yeah. real with yourself about where you're at yep. um, and sit in that and know that that's okay. Mm -hmm. And there's so much in store for you. And when we put the work in to, to grow and to be better, um, and like I said, to love God and love each other, like yeah. you will see the fruit of that. Yep. Um, that's that's what we're all about here. Yeah. Cool. Amen, sister. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Any final thoughts? Anybody else? No. Mm -mm. Tag your Instagrams. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Um, well, thanks for coming in, you guys, and for um, discussing the Enneagram with us. Um, it's been fun. And yeah. um, check us out on. Uh, Water Wednesdays on Instagram. Water Wednesdays, yep. And waterwednesdays.com. And send us an email. What's your number? <laughs> yeah. We'd love to. If you have questions, please reach out. Um, we'd love to enter into that with you. Yeah. Or if you have thoughts just on how the Enneagram relates to Christianity at large or your spiritual growth, um, we are all ears. We want to hear your thoughts. So yeah. um, let us know, and we will see you next week. Yeah. Have a good two weeks. See you next Watered Wednesdays.